You're listening to Two Therapists in Therapy, a podcast about self-growth, parenthood, relationships, and all things therapy. I'm Sarah Brill, a licensed clinical social worker, licensed marriage and family therapist, and EMDR trauma therapist. And I'm Becca Moravec, licensed professional counselor, licensed marriage and family therapist, and certified Enneagram practitioner. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Becca. It's good to see you today. It's good to see you too. Uh, how are you feeling today? Um, I am feeling like I am kind of in a grounded space after a season of a lot of turbulence. And I don't think I'm all the way through it, but today I feel, um, I'm feeling pretty positive and regulated and joyful. Good. Yeah. What about you? Um, I'm feeling, I'm feeling grounded also after not, not a season of ungroundedness, but like a few weeks of it. Um, and I'm also feeling utterly exhausted Mm -hmm. because I had therapy this morning, my own therapy and cried the whole hour. Um, as I always do truly, like it just happens. Like the minute my therapist gets on, I like start sobbing for some reason. (laughs) And, um, and that just like left me like, like my eyes are tired. It's a lot. Yeah. And I'll actually, uh, can I expand on that for a second? Actually, I think it's because I used to think that as an Enneagram two, I like had mixed up repression and suppression. Um, like thinking I suppress feelings, but uh, I'm in this group right now, uh, called the Embodied Enneagram on Wednesday nights, and we were going over the defense mechanisms and my teacher said like twos don't suppress because suppression is voluntary Two is repress, which is unconscious. Mm-hmm. And then it shoots out sideways. Like you like literally, so you have um, unwanted thoughts, feelings that you don't, you're not like, I'm pushing that down in a way you're like, I'm having mm-hmm. them and I'm not conscious of them. And then because they're unacceptable, I'll just be really nice and helpful to someone instead because mm-hmm. I don't want to do it myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was really helpful because I think that's why therapy tends to be so emotional for me is because it gives me the space to then really explore those uh, repressed feelings. Mm. Yeah. And also okay. helpful because, Sarah, you lead with a four and we talked about I was like, well, sometimes I like said this in my group. I was like, sometimes my friend Sarah knows what's going on with me before I do. Um, and the other fours in our group were like, it's really helpful to know that twos aren't like lying. They're not like, I'm fine. And they're like yeah. not telling us the truth. It's that they, that you really don't know yet. Mm-hmm. And like, so patience with my feelings. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Thank that was you. a really long winded answer to say that I'm tired from oh, emotions. I really appreciate you sharing. And I love that distinction between suppression and repression. That's yeah. fascinating. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
It's really fascinating. And it's, it's also, I think, helpful to think about defense mechanisms from that lens, like whatever type you are, even if you don't know what type you are, mm-hmm. that I think it is unconscious. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it can seem, um, you know, when we're in relationship with people and their defenses are up, like, why are they being that way? And it's like, it's unconscious. Uh-huh. And the part of the work is becoming more conscious about it. Yeah. And having like, yeah, I think as a, as a two, I get to ask for like that patience, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, and the consciousness is if several people are saying like, are you okay? Mm-hmm. And then like, yeah, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I can like maybe go inward and be like, wait a minute, maybe, maybe. I'm not. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. So what are you talking about today? Ooh, um, something I've been thinking about a lot. Um, I we are going to talk about anxiety versus intuition, um, because I think sometimes we make decisions out of anxiety and we call it like a gut feeling or you know or something. And like, I think I'm wondering how do we begin to differentiate between touching into our intuitive self and when we're being led by fear. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's such a profound question. Mm -hmm. So much comes to mind for me when you just say that little bit. Yeah. What is coming to mind for you about the topic or about? Well, a couple of things like right off the bat are coming to mind for me. I remember um, at some point in my therapeutic training, I think it was when I was fresh out of grad school, um, I was working with men and women who are transitioning from prison to parole and running groups. And one of the therapists that was, that had been working at this particular um, clinic for a long time was kind of helping me learn how to structure some of my groups and talking about some of the things that would be helpful for me to teach. And she taught me about wise mind mm-hmm. um, and she you know, also talked about how wise, another term for wise mind is intuition. And the way she kind of like explained it was the mixture of our rational mind and our emotional mind. And so I've always thought of that as like a really um, clear way of describing what intuition is like from a logical place of like, oh yeah, it's just a mixture of our logical knowing, our rational knowing and our emotional knowing. That's all it is. And, um, that's so easy to say. And when I think about for me tuning into my intuition as like a practice, like from a more experiential place, it often doesn't feel that cut and dry. Um, like there are several situations right now in my life where I have some anxiety, um, and I've been trying to tune into my intuition around it. And I noticed that like, I I have an intuitive sort of like wise mind response that's coming up around both of the things I'm thinking about right now. But I also have a really anxious voice in my head that is like um, kind of in, in conflict with that (laughs) intuitive knowing. So um, yeah. So I don't know what comes up for you as I say all of that, but that's what comes to mind for me just right off the bat. Yeah. And just, you know, wise mind is a 
It's a skill from dialectical behavioral therapy from DBT. And um, I love it so much. And I, I would say that I, if you're, if, if any of my clients are listening to this, they're like, yeah, I know you, we talk about it all the time, but I love that. I hadn't like connected that to mm, intuition, intuition, but that's what it is because I think there's this question I often ask in therapy or ask myself and, and the caveat is I say, don't tell yourself what to say right now. So, so if I, if I was talking to you, Sarah, about it, I'd say, I don't want you to tell like yourself how to answer this. I just want you to answer from this space. Mm -hmm. And what does your wisdom say? Mm -hmm. And like often that answer surprises people or like comes like people's voices change into this grounded Mm -hmm. space. Um, And so I think the one thing I would add to wise mind, which like language is, I think we live in a culture that values the rational mind like the most like if we look at businesses or like the corporate world like I would say they don't really care about emotions or emotional intelligence mm-hmm. um and w- I think what I love the most about thinking about wise mind is it's equal weight is how I've heard it described so it's not and I also really love the idea of mixture that gives me a whole other picture but like also that your emotion gets to carry as much weight as reason and rationality. Mm-hmm. And that's where wisdom and then may, and then connecting to like intuition comes from. Mm-hmm. So, And then the other thing I'd add to that is just something I'm practicing personally is like felt sense, like somatics. Cause that feels, I don't think wise mind is meant to be just your head. Cause I think our emotions don't just exist in our head. Um, but I think intuition and um, wise mind also is like paying attention to the felt sense in your body, which I didn't really, and is still I'm learning. Like I didn't really understand the importance of that, right? As a heart type and you're a heart type too, although I think you are a little bit more, or a lot more connected to your body than me. Um, but like listening to what's going on with your body and connecting to what you would call the felt sense Mm -hmm. so that you can have like mindful awareness that Mm -hmm. also comes into the wise mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I would totally agree with that. It's interesting though. I think like I, sometimes I find myself wanting the intuitive answer to be really concrete and like, Uh um, really like, everlasting and I find that like the the actual like my relationship with intuition is like having the willingness to like constantly be checking back in and allow the answer to change like um like for example (laughs) I'm laughing yes like I um have my son is two and has been at the same daycare for his whole life. And when I, when I think about like the felt sense, when I go into this particular in-home daycare, it is like a, it, the felt sense in my body is one of like comfort, um, and safety. Um, and even like with some of the recent like occurrences that have happened that have led me to feeling like it's time for us to make a change, when I think about his daycare, I still kind of get that, 
feeling of like, oh, it's comfortable there. It like has felt safe. Um, and yet like from a rational place, there are things that are changing for me. Like there's data points that are leading me to think it's time to start making a change. Um, but I've had to like be continuously checking in with myself about this situation and allowing the answer that I'm getting from myself to change over time until now I'm getting to a place of more clarity and I'm feeling like I'm ready to go into action surrounding finding someplace new. But, um, it's weird. It's just my ego maybe wants it to be like a one and done thing. Like you, I check in with my intuition I get an answer and like, I wash my hands of this thing, but it's like, I think in practice, it's really about like being willing to check in and check in and check in and let like whatever it is that you're checking in about evolve. Yeah. And to truly mix those two things. And I think that's so interesting that like, so, and not to totally make everything Enneagram, but my brain is just immersed in it. (laughs) If I had just been watching a movie, everything would be about that too. That's just who I am. Yeah. yeah, But the heart type is the two, three, fours on the, on the Enneagram. And then the head type is five, six, seven. And then body type is eight, nine, one. And it's interesting because so wisdom from the heart type, sometimes we could maybe fool ourselves and be like, well, cause it's in my felt sense, mm-hmm. right? Is this and, and wisdom or intuition or wise mind says equal weight both. So I did, and I like literally just watched you do that. As you said, my felt sense is safety. And then like data says, you know, and so like, if I mix them, yeah. then what does wisdom say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so as, as you were just saying that, it's making me think about, okay, so how, like, your initial sort of, like, question that you posed was discerning anxiety from intuition. So I'm curious, like, how does anxiety get mixed up for you, like, and when you're in a process of yep. trying to tune into your intuition? Well, I think what you just said about allowing the answer to change, because I think anxiety wants clarity and anxiety wants to be rescued and anxiety wants, you know, assurance. Right. And I think our wisdom settles in and says, it's okay. Like, Mm -hmm. we don't have to arrive right now. We don't know. Like, our wisdom is more comfortable or can tolerate the discomfort of uncertainty. Um. So I think that when we're like, my, my, my feeling in my head is when we feel urgency for an answer, that is most likely anxiety. Um, I haven't flashed that out, but that's like what just came to me when you asked me. So like mm-hmm. that urgency for an answer and like wanting clarity instead of like the openness to like it evolving and trusting myself and trusting that like my future self will figure it out and like what needs to be figured out today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. I'm checking in with myself as I'm listening. And it's so true. Like I'm thinking about a situation that gave me a lot of anxiety this week. And I just want, I still, even as you're saying that, I'm like, I want an answer now. I don't want to have to tune into my wise mind. I just want to, I just want to know so I can stop thinking about it. Yes. Um, 
which is so it's like such a hard thing to hold um anxiety can feel a lot like a toddler for me a toddler having a temper tantrum inside of myself (laughs) that like segues me into the next thing I was gonna say if I can say it if I can um is I that's the other differentiating part I think is Anxiety is a part of us and intuition and wisdom is like our whole self. Mm-hmm. And so checking in with like, am I making a decision out of a part of myself? Yeah. Or is it like my whole integrated self? And mm-hmm. I don't think that you can just answer that in like a minute. Right. I think that that takes exploration and like, is this a part of me? What part of me is it? And when I say part, I mean, just what you said, which is a toddler part. Mm-hmm. Oh, what is that toddler part? And I don't, know what it is for you but like oh that's a part that feels scared or uncertain and wants safety and feels young and like mm-hmm. I need to get that from someone else mm-hmm. and if I ground into my integrated self I can do that myself mm-hmm. I have a really like benign silly example I love it please share this morning at four o'clock in the morning I woke up just like I don't know as one does at 4 a.m um and <laughs> I look at my phone and it was completely dead And I don't mean like not charged. I mean, if I plugged the charger in, it was showing nothing. Like it wasn't showing that it was like going to charge, like the Apple signal wouldn't come on. And which telling the story now, hours later, um, doesn't feel like that big of a deal. But at 4 a.m., there was like a ton of anxiety. And, And so the part of me that got activated was like a few things was like, um, the part of me that knew I wanted to record this podcast with you today and thought I was going to have to go to the AT&T store, the part of me that is scared to interact with capitalism and salespeople who want my money, um, the part of me, and then a very young part of me that needed my parents, um, who are, happen to be in another country right now. <laughs> and, 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 and so all that anxiety about it were from like parts of myself and how I, what I I would call resourced myself like back in so that I could go back to sleep was to have my, to, to truly ask like in my head, what does my authentic integrated self know? Like what, what is the truth here? And I had to repeat this over and over. It wasn't like this one and an answer. It was like, we will figure this out in the morning. Like you are capable of going to the AT&T store. Like, you are an adult, like we will figure this out and it will, it might be annoying and it might be hard, but we can figure it out. Mm-hmm. And that took a long time. I fell asleep probably back at like five 30. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the morning, my genius husband was like, what type of phone do you have? And he was like, you have to press the volume down three times and up and then this, and then it turned on, which mm-hmm. makes no sense to me. <laughs> Uh, but like, I think that was like a, a example of like this pro- over something very small, a process of going back and forth in my head about anxiety versus my wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that's a little bit different because I wasn't asking for like an answer to something, but I just am saying that to be compassionate when you are differentiating between the two, like it isn't a one and done. Mm-hmm. You don't just like arrive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
It's so true. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. I, I have an unrelated thought, but I was just thinking about how I wonder which personality, if there is a correlation between personality types and who wakes up in the middle of the night because <laughs> I have so much envy. My husband literally never, he just like snores his way through the night, happy, happy as a clam. Like he never wakes up in the middle of the night with like an anxious realization. And for me, it's like, Probably in every other night. Yeah. Does that feel correlated to an Enneagram 8 and 4? Absolutely. Do I have any data that that is true? No, but that that feels very right. Yeah, it's so funny. He's just like, (laughs) we have to solve everything right now. It's 3 Uh a.m. Yeah. (laughs) Anxiety in the middle of the night is the worst. It really is. It's brutal. Yeah. I don't feel like my intuition is very accessible at 3 a.m. I have a really hard time finding it. Well, and I think that's important to practice that like inner observer that says it is 3 a.m. I don't have access to this right now. Yes. Yes. Right. Is there something I can do to get myself to a space where I can be calm until I do have access? Like, I I think I like had that awareness. I was like, it's 4am. I'm not able to, to think of the solution right now. I also wonder, I just had another thought. I wonder if when we are sleepy, because it's sort of like a stress state. I wonder if we go more towards our primary primal like response, like fight, flight, or freeze mm-hmm. or fawn. Cause I am a total fighter. Like when I'm, triggered. Um, and I feel like that's what happens in my brain when I'm, um, like really sleepy in the middle of the night, I go into a place of like, I've got to solve everything. I have to figure it out. And it feels very like high conflict. (laughs) And, um, whereas my husband is more of like a, I mean, he can be a fighter too, but I feel like he goes into more of like a freeze, like slash, like energy down versus energy up when he is triggered. I just, I'm curious about that. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was going to say I would, I would um, resonate with the fawning because the thoughts in my head were Sarah and I are supposed to record and this is going to inconvenience her. So it's about like this problem I have, if I don't fix it, it's going to burden everybody. And my husband was, my husband was asleep next to me and like, uh, what I really needed was to wake him up yeah. and, and help me. But I was like, I cannot, I can't wake him up. Like yeah. I have to figure this out by myself. Um, yeah. So, so that's interesting. And then like, I was like literally playing out scenarios, talking to the AT&T guy, like to be like, I don't want a new plan though. Like, can you just help me and like how to be sweet to get my way? Which, yeah. Well, interesting. Mm-hmm. Oof. Our personality structure is everywhere. <laughs> it is. It really is. That's yeah. so fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe like the other takeaway is just like um, having the awareness somewhere that like intuition isn't always accessible. Like if we're in a state of higher stress, it's going to be harder to access intuition. Like I think we have to get ourselves regulated enough to be able to hear it. Yeah. And, and to remember that regulation is, is learned like, mm-hmm. and it's okay. If you're like, if you witness that you're not super good at it, like 
you can learn it. But like in the middle of the night, it's very hard, even for people like you and I who practice regulation with people and for ourselves, literally that's our job. Yeah. And it's hard. So Mm -hmm. it's so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have one last question related to anxiety. Um, And just because you said regulation, I'm curious, like when you notice, like when you come into awareness that you are, that if you can like name, this is anxiety right now, how do you regulate? Like what, what does that process look like for you? Um, well, with the two examples that have come up this week, I would say I'm an external processor. So I often want to go first to somebody that I trust to like hash it out and share that I'm feeling really anxious and have them help me get like access my own wise mind, like (laughs) usually through their wise mind first. And then I, then it helps me activate my own wise mind. Yeah. Um, but if that's not available to me, um, I will try to problem solve, which I sometimes have to be careful of because it can, it can border on reactivity. Um, so I have to make sure I'm problem solving from a place that isn't going to create more angst inside of myself. Like for example, with the daycare situation yesterday, it really helped me regulate to start making some phone calls and seeing what my options might be. And making plans to tour different places. And as I realized that I have some really good options for my son, it helped me feel less trapped. It helped me feel less scared. Help me feel like I'm going to, it helped me access my wise mind. Um, and my wise mind said like, we're going to find the right place for him. It might take some time, but, but we're going to find it together. And, um, that felt regulating. And then, Other times it's exercise, like literally getting into my body and getting my endorphins um, going and sweating really helps it literally getting out of my head and into my body literally helps me regulate. Yeah. Um, Sometimes it's writing, but writing can actually spin me out even more unless I'm like really trying to be focused in terms of an intention of like, what does my intuition say? Or what does my wise mind say? Or what does like, if I were to ask the universe for the universe's perspective on the situation, what might the universe tell me? If I ask a question that's that focused, sometimes it can help me get into a more regulated state. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes I'm not willing to do that because I'm, I'm too anxious and it takes too much discipline for me to sit down and, and really like walk myself through that. Yeah. But it does help when I am willing to do it. Yeah. What about you? Um, I mean, in the moment, it really is like coming back to the present, like over and over. And like, I love doing the five senses and I did that this morning, early in the morning, like, like the house is dark. Like I can feel my pillow. It's four o'clock. Like this doesn't have to be like coming to present because my anxiety often is future focused of something that's like out of my control. Um, and, and it's actually wasn't sure I was going to share this something I do over and over. Um, 
is I say a prayer that I learned as a child, like, and mm-hmm. I like repeat it over and over and over because it helps me like focus. Yeah, or no? What? You feel comfortable sharing it or yeah, no? Yeah, and it's interesting because you know I I've been in like a deconstruction of my faith journey, and this prayer brings me a lot of comfort, and it's the Lord's prayer, mm-hmm. um, and so uh, it's like a prayer that you say in church, and um, it's really interesting because like my inner rebel or like the part of me that's like. I don't know what I believe is like, I shouldn't say this or, but like, it brings me a lot of comfort to like come back to these words over and over. Yeah. Makes Um, total sense. Yeah. So I actually did that this morning. Like when I cannot get out of my head, Mm -hmm. um, that helps me. Um, and then if you can go, like, I, I do think that there is a spiritual component to all of this. Like, yeah. And not, I'm not insinuating any sort of religious thing, but like, Um, I do think that spirituality is a really amazing antidote to anxiety and also can be part of like our intuitive connection. So that may be a whole other separate conversation, but like, it makes sense to me that that is grounding to you from a spiritual place. Yeah. And it's interesting because the Lord's prayer, like how it's presented is like, here's how you pray when you don't know what to pray. And, and so I mean, there's a repetition and there's like a, it's, I've heard it a million times. It's comforting. Um, yeah. It, That's so cool. It feels like it's connecting me to something beyond mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the other one that I really appreciate from you, and I think we've probably talked about it over and over that like getting into your body is like really important to you and like something you have access to. And I think that I have less access to, doing that maybe because of the suppression or like the not taking care of my own needs. Like I can just like totally ignore my body. But when I, I just agree. I just think that moving your body is like so important for anxiety. And so it really like, and literally the feeling of sweating, like sometimes just getting hot mm-hmm. and sweating mm-hmm. is like, it does something. It's like, there's an alchemy to it. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm curious about talking about spirituality and how it might be connected to all this, but maybe we can do a future episode on that. Yeah. That would be awesome. But, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, what are your takeaways or what are your, um, not takeaways? Encouragements. Your, yes. Encouragements. I mean, I think my encouragement this week as you listen to this, as you join in on this conversation is to pause, like is to take the pause to, to just ask the question. It it could be the question, is this anxiety? Is this intuition? And how do I begin to differentiate between the two? Um, But to give yourself the space to explore both of those spaces with compassion. Beautiful. Yeah. Ditto. Encouragement, Sarah. (laughs) <laughs> I just want to sit up yours. I'm trying to think if I have a different one. Um, yeah, I would just like allow yourself to conceptualize that can connecting with your intuition isn't a one and done thing. Like, even if it's around the same topic, like it is a, I would say like more of a, continuous process of checking in, seeing what comes up, 
checking in again a little later, seeing what comes up, um, not forcing yourself to be, have clarity just because you, um, connected with your intuition one time, like your answer can change. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Look for new episodes every other Monday and join in on the conversation on Instagram at two therapists in therapy.